So Suryagal, my name's Amma. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about mental health within the Asian community, as well as my experience with it. I'm going to be talking about how I navigated some of my emotions growing up, as well as now. And mental health seems really fitting because of the time of year. And I'm really going through it. I've just come back from work and I cannot even begin to tell you how exhausted and tired and mentally drained I am. I sat down yesterday and I was like, yep, let's get this recorded. Super excited to post for Monday. But I just couldn't seem to talk. I was really struggling and I guess it was just a part of the process. But even though right now it's almost 10pm and working and doing a podcast at the same time is not for the weak-hearted, I don't know how people who are doing like part-time or full-time content creation plus have full-time job I don't know how they do it it's very inspiring but I'm feeling so burnt out just by doing two things so I cannot even imagine how people are keeping up so kudos to them but please take a break and be kind to yourself especially with burnout I want to begin by saying that mental health is something that I really struggle to talk about especially because it feels like a blur to me so For this episode, I really had to journal quite a lot and figure out my emotions and try to, I guess, remember some of my old emotions as well. And for some reason, because it happened such a long time ago, it feels like it didn't happen, but it did happen. The one thing I can recall when I was a teenager was I used to cry a lot, like excessively. And I recently watched a video of a girl do her 2023 crying wrapped or like wrapped crying or whatever it's called, but she made a list and documented every time she cried throughout 2023 and the reasons she cried about and how severe her breakdowns were, which I thought was quite hilarious and very relatable. But it is important to remember that crying is good for you, but when it's that excessive, something's probably not right. You need to figure out what it is that is causing you that much upset. Even though I went through a lot and it makes sense as to why I was so upset, I can't change the past. What has happened has happened and ultimately I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be the person that I am without those experiences, even though they were tough, even though I used to go therapy in school and that was the best thing I ever did for myself. So if you have that facility within your school or university, please take advantage of it. I took advantage of the counselling services at university and I would not be able to navigate my emotions as well as I am without having that kind of support. And it is good that these days there are a lot more platforms that you can go to for help. I know I was a very angry kid and did not know how to navigate through my emotions. So I'm very glad that I've done the inner healing to make sure I'm better at controlling those negative emotions. Even right now, I'm having a really tough time just with work pressure, burnout, feeling very disconnected from life. I almost feel like I'm living in a simulation. And I usually have those feelings during winter because obviously it gets colder and I think, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I feel like it's something that's going to last forever, but it doesn't. It's very seasonal. I wouldn't say this year I've had seasonal depression, but definitely seasonal lows as a result of excessive pressure from work and just a lot has been going on. It makes sense as to why I'm super low and trying my best to just get through. 
but that was quite similar when I was younger. Now that I'm able to control my emotions and I know that if I'm not feeling okay, I need to actually look in on myself and figure out, is it because of my eating or not getting enough sleep or I need to journal or meditate or whatever it is. When I was younger, that used to come out a lot more as escapism and some of the choices I made, such as being in a very emotionally abusive relationship, using the gym as a coping mechanism and being very over the top obsessed with it. And I would say I had some level of body dysmorphia, which I still have. I I feel like it's a bit like depression in the sense that it never really goes. You just learn to manage it and figure out what works for you. I also had a very unhealthy relationship with food and was borderline bulimic and definitely binge eating. So that's why the relationship I have with the gym now and just general fitness is very different to what it was maybe a couple of years ago. For me, I only work out for the sole purpose of my mental health and feeling good and getting that movement in. And it is an added bonus that I feel more attractive and look aesthetically hot, I guess. <laughs> that is one of the many reasons I go to the gym. I would say the real progress only started with my mental health was when I made the decision to move out. I became a lot more spiritual. I was journaling a lot more. I was a lot more present and very aware of my emotions, but that only came from four or five years of figuring it out and coming to a conclusion of I need to be able to have a better grip of myself and my feelings and emotions and communicate and talk about it. I've come to the conclusion that mental health is such a complex topic that it would take me years to explain how I really feel and the things I've learned and there's so much to say that for me I understand I'm never going to be fixed because I was never broken in the first place. It's just an ongoing journey. There's going to be times where there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows and that is a part of the journey. You just have to see what you learn from that lesson, understand how to navigate through those emotions and with time you get better and better at it and you change as a person and you kind of see what works for you and that brings me on to my next point even though I've said about eight different points but <laughs> it's very important to be intentional with how you talk to yourself and the things you say and the things you do so when I'm not feeling great I have to look at certain things such as what I'm putting in my body how I'm talking to myself if I'm getting up and moving if I'm manifesting am I journaling am I meditating and quite frankly, those things I've just stated, I'm not really doing them. So there's no surprise as to why I'm not feeling great. Of course, there are bigger things in my life that are really affecting me and upsetting me. But I'm not starting with the small things. So for me, my goal now is to just take baby steps. I'm not even reading as much as I was. I'm trying to read through Michelle Obama's biography and it's a great, I'm sure it's a great book, but 
it just hasn't captured me the way I would have liked it to but that's not a bad thing I do believe that there's times where you should read books that challenge you a little bit more and hopefully you'll get into the swing of it and learn something from it so that is for me one of my small goals it's just so easy to be on TikTok or just you know be on your phone or stay up late at night and it's not healthy it's okay to do it sometimes but not all the time and it's really not helping me right now because even though I'm here recording I'm not feeling great yesterday I was feeling sick today you can hear it in my voice like I've got somewhat of a headache but this is the one thing that I truly enjoy and keeps me going I quite oddly enjoy editing a lot of people said it's quite boring and exhausting but I can sit there for a good seven hours editing and it, I don't mind it that brings me on to my third point which is parents and the older generation and their mental health I wish there was more spaces for them to talk about their struggles and I'm glad that my parents do talk about their struggles with me now because I've forced them to have very uncomfortable conversations with me and always asking them about their life and what they did and how they felt when they came here and sometimes they don't have the vocabulary to explain it but I prompt them as much as I can. I've heard where some of my friends have said that they feel like they can't do that because of the language barrier but I speak Punjabi and my parents do speak English but they are more advanced in Punjabi and I've found certain words such as udas or gussa which means sad or angry to prompt them to explain how they feel and through that it's been very enlightening and I'm super proud of them and even they've had their own personal journeys by hitting rock bottom and learning to navigate through their emotions not getting angry unnecessarily and especially with my mom like she's come a very long way there are st there are still quirks she has about her personality that will just never change and I understand that with every relationship there is compromise so I will love her no matter what and you know there are times where we still argue and have our little tiffs or whatever but either way it's not like before where we are nasty towards each other we say what we want and then get over it because it's not that deep my love for her is a lot more than what we're arguing about so that is good it also makes me feel like collectively as the asian community we need to get rid of chat shit aunties and tell them to focus on themselves because it's not my problem you're depressed and unable to vocalize how you feel that you're so unhappy within yourself and pouring your negative energy on other people to make yourself feel better please look in on yourself and heal and communicate and talk to your friends and stop being a chat shit auntie because it's not cute my fourth point is highlighting the importance of community and friends and if you're lucky having a good healthy supportive partner there are times where I'm super stressed out I'm definitely the more problematic one within my relationship my partner is very chill relaxed they'll have their days where you know having a bit of an emotional blip and I'll be there as best as I can but 90% of the time I can hold my hands up and say I'm definitely the more problematic one and I'm okay with that I'm working on it I'm trying 
but I'm very grateful to say that I have a very loving partner who listens to me ramble and will always respond honestly even though sometimes I don't like what they say I'll still argue about it and I'll still question it and be like why did you say that I didn't like how you said that but nine times out of ten no ten times out of ten they're not wrong so I'm very grateful to have someone I can vent to and rely on for my emotional support I honestly wouldn't be the person that I am today without them and I'm very grateful for that. I'm also very grateful for the friendships that I have now and how loving and genuine those relationships are. I'm a very soft-hearted person. Even on the outside, when I'm at work, I look very tough and I'm very much in work mode. I would say I have a very tough exterior and I can handle quite a lot. On the inside, when it comes to my relationships, I'm very expressive of how much I love them. I always used to struggle saying I love you or I care about you or you mean the world to me and I think that's partially because I'm in a very loving relationship where I've had the opportunity to express that and now I have friends who are very gentle and soft who don't make me feel weird that I'm saying I love you and I'm, I'm obsessed with you and you mean the world to me and I want to spend time with them. They're very understanding of who I am as a person. It's very nice to have people you can express how you truly feel. So that definitely helps with my mental health, knowing that I have a community I can rely on. The last thing I want to mention about mental health is the importance of spending time alone and learning to love your own company. I used to think people who go out alone are super weird and be somewhat inspired by them as well. But I love going to the temple alone. That is my safe place. That is my place to meditate, to listen to my inner voice, to silence some of those negative thoughts and be present. I love going to grab a coffee, having a journaling session. In the summer, my go-to thing is going to the park, having a picnic and journaling for the full day and having all my crystals around me, catching a tan and not having to talk to anyone is such a bonus because I can go wherever I want, whenever I want, for how long I want without anyone bothering me. And before I would have thought, oh no, that sounds quite awful, but now it's a treat. So having food by yourself in a restaurant is so cool. The amount of people I have met just being on solo dates and being a social butterfly and strangers talking to me. I had an encounter with a random stranger who was like, oh my God, you got a great playlist because I was just flicking through some of my music and he was like, you need to listen to this song. You need to listen to this song. And he couldn't find it in time, but what he was trying to say, I found it anyway and I've been listening to it back to back. And I love when strangers talk to me because it reminds me that I am approachable, that this person felt safe enough or comfortable enough to just talk to me so thank you and that brings me to a wrap when it comes to talking about mental health this episode by far has been the hardest one to record not not specifically today but yesterday when I sat down I cannot even tell you how low I was feeling but I'm glad I've recorded this because even talking and having my notes in front of me has been so helpful and filled me with such 
positivity and light and reminded me that it is a journey that even though I'm feeling so low right now these feelings are not going to last forever it comes in waves I'm gonna be okay and I cannot wait for the sun to come out I am so excited and I know in the UK we choose to celebrate New Year's and Christmas Day and it's the start of a new year and we've got all these resolutions but me personally I'm very spiritual I don't believe that we are still in the middle of winter I don't fancy going out I I refuse to go clubbing or any sort of party or any sort of late motives in the winter I'm not doing it summertime is the time that I'm out and if I am to go clubbing I think day parties are going to be my thing that is what I like I just want to shake a leg once or twice max in the summer and that is it for me I feel like I'm really getting old for this but all in all I'm glad I've recorded this and taken a minute to just relax and not be too hard on myself just say that it's okay take a break I can record this tomorrow even though now it is 10 o'clock, it's fine. I've done it. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys were able to relate. I hope you felt a sense of positivity that things will always get better. There's going to be highs and lows, but it will only get better. I hope you guys enjoyed. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And I will see you guys very soon for the next episode. Bye.